0: Hello and welcome to another edition of what's next in finance and fintech and it's uh, such an incredibly exciting uh, sector of business that is changing so rapidly and certainly during COVID-19 there's been impacts in this particular market um, but it's a great pleasure to welcome the uh, CEO of Outsurance, Donnie Mattia, who joins us to tell us about how his company has been uh, uh, the company that's been uh, synonymous for the term you always get something out who um, joins us. Uh, Donnie, it's really good to see you as CEO of Outsurance. Firstly, how has the lockdown treated you personally and how has it been, you know, running an organization like Outsurance um, remotely? I imagine that your entire workforce has been remote uh, when lockdown started off, right?
1: Yeah, Aki, thanks and thanks for having me on, on your talk show. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting period. Um, you know, it's, it's really put a a new spin on on work from home. I think if you had asked most of our team at the end of 2019 whether we could get 4,000 people set up to work remotely, run call centres, all our other services from their own homes as opposed to from our campus, the answer would have been a resounding no. But, you know, the guys were sensational. And within a period of 7 to 10 days, we got the staff up. And for the last five months, we've been working from home. You know, it has its challenges. We're a business that thrives on teamwork and collaborating and yeah. making quick decisions. So in an environment where we're not together in the office, that, that does pose some challenges. But it's also had a lot of upside, you know. There's a definite productivity gain. Um, our customer service levels are as good as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. So it's not all negative, but we do miss each other. Yeah, you know, sure. culture is a big part of the game. And not being able to judge those uh, cues when people speak in meetings, the non-verbal cues and those sort of things. Um, There's been learnings along the way also. Um, Certainly, personally, I'm looking forward to being back in the office with the staff, hopefully in the not too distant
0: future. I'm sure. You know, Donnie, I mean, uh, outsurance is synonymous with company culture, and you've mentioned it a few times. How difficult was it as a CEO to to keep that company culture going? You know, with everybody operating remotely, I mean you can only do so much with zoom and and teams and that sort of thing for example but did you find that you had to uh you know increase your communication uh, whether it be via email or zoom more often what what did you tweak at alturance to keep that company culture going yeah okay that's a that's a great question you know and i'll give you
1: an interesting stat since the start of lockdown we, we've done more than one and a half million Microsoft Teams meetings uh, throughout wow. the organization. So, you know, um, it really has been sort of, a, you know, they often say death by PowerPoint. It feels a little <laughs> bit like death by Microsoft Teams right now. Um, so, so that has been a big part of the communication uh, play. But then, you know, you also have to test yourself and, and be creative. You know, we recently ran a Q&A session where all our staff could submit questions, you know, things that were on their mind. There's obviously a lot of uncertainty in these times. You know, people worried about jobs and security and those yeah. sort of things. And, you know, we, we let all the staff ask their questions. We grouped them into themes. And I've been able to respond to them by shooting a few videos, uh, you know, mostly done on my iPhone from home. So, you know, very authentic and, and raw. Yeah. Not typical outsurance quality production. But, but you know, I think it's been good. And and the guys have been fantastic here. You know? The teams have been running virtual games evenings and That's been having virtual team brides and, and those sort of things so yeah. it's, it's been good it's been creative the guys have been dynamic about it but i i do think you know uh, it's it's such an important part of, of our business if you've ever been to our campus you know the energy is actually quite electric and, and i think to keep that up in this virtual world is a it's a day job in its own
0: yeah you know i'm chuckling to myself when you said virtual team bry i mean you know, I know it's COVID and everything, but you, I don't know. Just there's some things that you can't simulate, right? Like that smell of no. horse, uh, the smell of the smoke, you know. But I guess it's as close as you can get, you know, Donny. But it's awesome that you guys are doing these kind of things. I want to touch on the technologies. I mean, you mentioned that, you know the 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 amount of time on teams that your teams have spent. Um, has this uh, particular virus accelerated any of your Technology ambitions, and I, I'm talking about to the cloud. They certainly are. We're very advanced in the past. I mean, your, your call center, for example, is a world-class call, call center. But has COVID forced you to, you know, to to fast-track anything technologically or shift your operations on your call center to doing things different? For example, um, many companies talk about the impact the cloud has had, for example, and how they've had to fast-track their technologies. outsurance any such um, advances? Fast forwarding?
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely. I think digital adoption by consumers is, you know, it's difficult to pick how much, uh, how quickly it's been fast forwarded. But I, I would guess, you know, anywhere between five to ten years in the South African context. You know, uh, so a few practical examples. In order for a customer to insure a car with us, uh, as an example, you need to take it for a physical inspection. Yeah. Inspection. Obviously, in social distancing, that's difficult. So the teams were able to build Uh, technology in our apps where customers can upload photos and image recognition, we can see what the state of the vehicle is, license disk data, and all of that is now put into our systems and customers can do their uh, vehicle inspections digitally, no need to see anyone. You know, something like that has been amazing. And in our business where we see customers face-to-face, specifically in our commercial insurance business, you know, again, that's been difficult. How do you sign a record of advice or a document mm. when someone isn't physically there with you uh, but has met with you over Microsoft Teams? So we built technology to let customers sign those documents digitally. And I think, you know, we, we've always had a strong technology foundation um, and, and digital and self-service specifically for customers on digital platforms, be those our app or websites, is a big part of our, our focus and has been for a, a number of years. But certainly it, it has accelerated, and the adoption rate from customers has been great, which is which is pleasing. You know, yeah. um, it, it really, it's, it's a benefit of COVID <laughs> that yeah. I think has, has come to the fore, yeah.
0: No, that's fascinating. Yeah. I bet you your actuaries must have been working overtime because... You know, um, I, I think you were one of the first companies to announce reductions in premiums because we're obviously driving less. How on earth did you guys work out these things? And I mean, obviously, uh, myself, I've been working from home as well. And I actually found out in like in, in the middle of April thing, I haven't filled my car tank for a while, you know, so you kind of figure, you, you, you kind of take it for granted that you're always in your car, but yet most of your customers must have traveled significantly less during the shutdown and you must be seeing it right now. So how did your actuaries actually start working out, you know, the reduction of premiums? Because you were one of the first to announce that reduction.
1: Yeah, look, I think in the initial phases, specifically April when we were in lockdown level five, um, you know, it wasn't that difficult to work it out. It was pretty clear. Almost immediately we could see the reduction in claim volumes. But, you know, looking at our typical claims uh, frequencies relative to similar periods of the year, we could quickly see that there was a dramatic reduction, and from that we could estimate what those refunds should be to customers. So, in in May we returned 15% of premiums to customers for April. Did the same in June again uh, on a 10% uh, of, of premiums. And what we have seen now is as lockdown has sort of uh, un- been unwinded, or the you know we've we've had more activity in the economy, um, the driving patterns have normalised. So okay. you know, at the same time, of course, we've had we, it's been winter, so you know we've had lots of home insurance claims, and uh, so it's been a busy period. Also, it's, uh, you know, it's actually been a, a sort of a, a story of two two ends of the of the story.
0: Yeah, the other controversial one was the business claims on business interruption. I mean, uh, our insurance took a, a hell of a stance in that regard. There's been a lot of talk in the industry. Why, why did our insurance decide to pay out for interruption plans in businesses? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, th- that probably has been the big talking point in the industry. Um, our, our view just simply from the onset was that the that the cause of, of the losses was the virus, you know, so th- that's our view and given where our policyholders had the extension uh, for business inter- interruption on their policies, we, we thought, you know, it's covered. And, and consequently, it was a, a decision that we made to pay the claims. Obviously, uh, we were also in a position where our exposure wasn't of such a nature that we yeah. needed to rely heavily on reinsurance and the like. So it was a decision we could make. We believe it's the right decision, fair to our customers. So it was actually a pretty straightforward decision for us.
0: Well well done. I mean, it's it's a great decision you guys made. I mean, COVID has changed all our lives. I think the new normal is uh, us doing this, wearing masks. Uh, despite things getting back to normal, there's still a massive road to climb. And uh, you talk about the scientists and the experts, and they're saying that this is it could be with us for at least another two years or another year for sure. I know that the scientists are working hard on a vaccine. But what what is OutSurance doing to help fight COVID-19? Um, I know you've had lots of interesting publicity and you've sent out lots of press releases on you know what you should be doing, etc. But you know it's bigger than that for a company like Altruance, right?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, probably the biggest contribution or the most immediate contribution that we could make is to make sure that our four thousand uh, staff are, are safe and yeah. and healthy. You know, I'm quite proud as we sit here today to be able to say that we've not had a single loss of job or loss of life uh, amongst our 4,000 staff. And we're very grateful to be in that position. And, um, you know, helping the staff with understanding uh, mental mental health has been a real uh, challenge. You know, people obviously stress levels are, you know, very elevated, so supporting the staff through that, making sure we can build confidence amongst our workforce, keep them safe. Specifically, look after the most vulnerable. You know, whether that be the elderly people or people with comorbidities. Yeah. Then also, I think, you know, again in terms of uh, just the communities, I think the guys on the front line serving uh, people, you know, have, have done a phenomenal job. They've worked around the clock. Um, so providing them with PPEs, we erected some. Uh, uh, facilities at the Steve Biko Hospital supplied PPEs to them. That's awesome. uh, Worked That's awesome. with Quebec and Pink Drive to do uh, uh, detection and, and sanitization in, in uh, rural areas. Um, we actually used our pointsmen, funny enough, and we retrained our pointsman to wow. sanitize wow. taxis, uh, you know, to ensure that the taxis were sanitized and that the people in the communities traveling in those taxis were safe. Because, of course, with no traffic, our pointsmen, mm-hmm. you know, weren't as needed as they usually are uh, in the great job. that they do. So, you know, and then, of course, I, I think we spoke about business interruption claims also. I keep, you know, helping those businesses, not only as clients, but remember, a big part of those claims go to paying the salaries of the staff who work there. And that has on flow in terms of the economic impact so that, you know, that's a real impact. And most importantly, probably our supply chain. You know, if our supply chain isn't there, yes. you know, our product falls over. So we've done quite a lot in terms of providing industry loans to them, paying them early for jobs which may not even have been completed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So all in all, our support package to those sort of four groups of communities, clients, staff, uh, suppliers, etc., is in the region of about 400 million.
0: That's fantastic. Donnie, I mean, um, you, you, you run a fascinating company and the insurance industry is absolutely fascinating. Um, where, where do you see it going in the next five years? You know, I was just, I actually took my car for a service the other day and I, I was talking to the, the, the guy at Toyota and he was saying that, you, you know, people are now actually servicing their cars and they're, not, they're opting not to buy a new car, which is obviously the impact of the economy, um, and I'm sure you must be picking a lot of these interesting trends with the big data and analytics that OutSurance uses. But my question to you, Donny Mattia, is that w- w- where do you see it going in the next five years? And um, I know there's fintech and, you know, the sector of the market is changing dramatically. Um, but what kind of trends do you, are you picking up and where do you see this all going in the next five years?
1: Yeah, Okay. I think your point about customers uh, hanging on to their cars longer is definitely a trend that we are seeing. Obviously, the economy, even prior to COVID, has been doing it tough. Yes. And customers are certainly holding on to vehicles longer. Uh, not only holding on to them longer, but when they do switch them, they are buying down more often. Um, so, you know, I think we'll probably see uh, some pressure in terms of uh, asset value growth over the, over the next couple of years. Um, and that'll feed into our premiums, you know. So there's a there's a chance because of that, but also because of general economic pressure and customers not being able to afford premiums. And I don't think we've seen the real fallout of the economic pain on consumers just yet. That you know there's a chance that there might be a shrinking premium pool in in motor insurance. Of course, things like autonomous vehicle technology and so on has already had an impact and will continue to have a bigger impact on claims frequencies, um, and and that may also put pressure on it. On on the other side of the coin, we have issues like global warming, and we have uh, more natural catastrophes, more severe natural catastrophes. And again, you know, that, that might mean that things like property insurance and so on will become uh, a, a bigger insurance class than what it is today. And that uh, mix between motor and home insurance might change, but certainly, um, you, you know, if the economy does tough, so will insurance. Yes. Uh, you know, if there are fewer businesses in operation, if there are fewer jobs, if we don't create more jobs, if we don't grow the economy, there's no space for insurers to go into either. So I think, you know, economically, we're probably in for, for an extended tough period, uh, unless we can get the SA in growth engine started. And from a technology perspective, there's no doubt things like autonomous vehicles will have an impact. FinTech and different business models might have an, an impact. And, you know, we stay close to all of that. And we believe we're well positioned to be able to take those opportunities as they come and, and, and not let them necessarily be only a risk, but mm. you see them as an opportunity.
0: Uh, Donnie Mattia, CEO of Altsurance. Uh, the lockdown, I sure, has been very challenging for you, but you, it sounds like you've been running a, a great operation. Um, from from a, it could be anything uh, from a family life perspective, from a business perspective, have you had an aha moment during this lockdown to think that wow, I didn't see it that way or we can do things differently. Well, what's been your aha moment over the last four months? Yeah,
1: I, I think this work from home has been an aha moment probably for most people you know? And as I said, if you had asked me at the end of last year with the weekend run, uh, our call centres uh, remotely, I probably would have been sceptical. But I think it's opened up uh, a whole new world of opportunities. You know, what are the geographic boundaries we need to be tied to? Uh, what does flexible working arrangements look like? Um, you know, what does recruitment look like? Where you know, where do our IT people have to sit? Do they have to be in South Africa? Can we recruit from further uh, abroad and, and still get the work done? So I really think that has been a, an eye-opener, and also think you know, consumers' willingness to engage digitally with their insurer and, and service themselves for many tasks, which they otherwise might have to phone a call centre for. I think those no. have been really eye-openers, and um, you know, I think we can capitalise on on those going forward. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Emma, yeah. I mean, there must have been a very interesting uptake in in that uh, interaction digitally versus people phoning in. Are you finding people are less people are phoning in and opting to do things via the app? There, there has been a, a shift, Aki, okay? but you know I think the
1: the one thing is insurance is also a trust business, yes. and often <laughs> consumers just want to speak to someone else to get that validation that you know I do understand properly what I'm covered for. Am I covered properly? How does it work, etc. And I think over time, you know, people will get more comfortable with doing even more digital. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, so, so it hasn't been a 180, but it's been noticeable. That's for sure.
0: Okay. Well, awesome, uh, uh, Donnie Mattia, CEO of Altruance. We thank you so much for your time and your insights uh, operating a, an interesting company and a company where you always get something out. You see, it sticks in my mind all the time. Donnie, thank you for joining us on What's Next.
1: Thanks, Aki. And just the last word before we sign off. Uh, thanks for all your great work on, on the traffic at 702 over the years. I know it's the end of the era. You've been a big part of that with our traffic pointsmen. Uh, over the years and we really appreciate uh, that and we wish you well and all the best for the future.
0: Thank you very much it's very kind of you Donny, thank you